You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Ruby June is a photographer, designer, director, artist, and overall creative force based in Los Angeles. Ruby grew up in Michigan with an active imagination that led into her bold personality and strong sense of self. Ruby has a unique AG story to tell, and we are so excited to chat with her on today's episode. Ruby, welcome to AGW. Oh my God. Thank you. This is the most exciting moment of my life. I never thought I'd get to talk about American Girl Dolls with other people ever again. So thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we're we're so excited to have you, Ruby. And to be honest, neither did we think that we would get to talk about American Girl Dolls with other people until starting this podcast. So thank you wow, for hel- so helping us carry out our dreams as well. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. But Ruby, before we get into all things American Girl, what were you like growing up? I was pretty much exactly the same as I am now, but a smaller version. And I, all I wanted was to wear belly shirts and have belly ring. I (laughs) really was obsessed with that. And I really wanted acrylic nails. I wanted to dye my hair, all things that I was not allowed to do. Some of which I'm happy about. I'm glad I didn't get the belly ring, but other things, you know, might've been fun. I loved American Girl dolls and it was a very special time in my life. I was, I don't know, I was an interesting child. I love when people say that they are pretty much the same as how they were when they were a kid because I feel like it just means that, you know, I feel like as we're kids getting older, we learn to like filter ourselves more and more. And so when people are like, oh, as a kid, I was basically like exactly who I am today, but just like littler. It's like, that's amazing because that means that like you didn't let like parents or like society, like change like your personality or anything as you got older, that like feeling that we have to like tone ourselves down as we grow up. That's just something I've sort of felt like. And when people say like, yeah, I'm exactly the same as I was then. I'm like, good for you. If only I was like (laughs) how I was when I was a child, Not you know, I know get me back to my former self. Like, get me back to performing the entire Britney Spears' Oops, I Did It Again album for my family, including the songs that were just, like, filler songs and making them, like, sit <laughs> through that. <laughs> for your dog today after this podcast. Literally, like, I need to do that. I need to. But, yeah, I think, I just think it's great when people are like, yeah, I'm in the same person. We shouldn't be filtering ourselves just because we get older. Adulthood is a construct. Anyway, starting the podcast (laughs) off on like a very therapy note, but there it is. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm really happy to hear that, Ruby, because you are one of the most creative, free-spirited people that I know. And I'm happy that has been with you throughout your entire life. Thank you. What were some of your hobbies growing up? I had these little rubber band things that I would like intertwine with my fingers to make a giant rope. Um, mm-hmm. that I would 
stretch all the way around my house multiple times to see how long I could get. <laughs> I don't know if that's really a hobby. Um, Were those called loon loopers? I feel like they might have been. Yeah, they came in like a giant clear bag with like neon colors. Yes, yes. Um, I had those too. I loved them. Okay, yeah, that was pretty exciting. Um, I love just like listening to Outcast Hey Yeah, like from the CD I got from my Happy Meal. Oh um, my God. I still love that song. Happy. Yeah, so that was pretty good. Other hobbies included uh, maybe like putting soap on the slide in the backyard and like sliding down it on a skateboard um, <laughs> setting up a hair salon in my tree house where I would you know do all of my doll's hair for hours uh that actually went on in through high school so um I don't know if that would count as exclusively a <laughs> things like that you know forcing my siblings and friends to dress up as different characters making my brother marry me on a daily basis dressed as a knight yeah, things like that, you know, the usual things. <laughs> you have two siblings, right? You have a yeah. twin brother and then a younger yeah. sister. Yep. What was like the family dynamic like? What was, what are their personalities like in comparison to yours? Well, Leo is just amazing. He looks kind of like me, but like with like bigger fish lips and he just would go along. Like my siblings were just, they would go along with whatever I needed them to be in the moment. Like they would go on adventures with me and explore abandoned buildings and like take pictures. And we were limited to our computer time. So we really had to like get creative because the most we could earn was 30 minutes of computer time a day, even into like high school. And I was like trying to run a business in high school on the computer. And I was like, oh, I've got 30 minutes a day. Like, well, oh my God, wait, my what kind of business? I mean, I was doing, uh, I was like working with like brands like Victoria's Secret Pink and Gap and stuff like for my blogging stuff. Oh, uh, and, like taking picture. I was like taking people's senior pictures when I was a freshman and just like, I had a lot of business that had to be done on the computer and I had to like clean my room and do all these chores before I could even earn my 30 minutes a day. And that like was like very disturbing at the time. But in hindsight, I'm kind of glad that it happened because it did get me outside and like doing other bizarre creative things. Right. <laughs> totally. And what about your younger sister? Um, Iris, she is amazing. She is like super generous. I remember on her third birthday, she got a Barbie bike and I was so upset that I didn't get her Barbie bike that I hid under my grandparents' bed. And she wouldn't ride the bike until I had rid it first. Like, oh, she literally was like, I don't want to ride the bike until Ruby gets a chance to ride it. What? Oh, and what an angel. That kind of like what a horrible person I was, but also like what an amazing person she was and is. Oh my goodness. Oh. And how much older are you than Iris? I'm three years older than Iris. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's such a sweet story. Yeah. I love that story. <laughs> I know. So I like, sweet. it really shows what a great character she has and isn't the best for me, but I still had to share it because that's who she is. I would do the same. Ruby. I mean, my grandma had already gotten me like a crochet Barbie themed thing because she was like, she knew I was going to be jealous. So, yeah. Like, I gotten like a present on my sister's birthday to try to like not have that situation happen and it still happened oh no <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness I mean I 
can relate. My brother got Heelys for like his ninth birthday. And I was like, no, he must've been younger than that. Maybe like seventh birthday. And I was like 12 and I like forced my 12 year old feet into his seven year old Heelys (laughs) so that I could try them on. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes your sibling just gets a gift that you have to get your hands on. <laughs> yeah, my brother had Heelys too. And I remember him cheating on the pacer test. Like when the teacher wasn't looking, he would like Heely across instead of running. Oh my God. It was kind of genius. Oh my Seriously, God. That's, that's a amazing. really good idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Heelys were such a, a moment in time. They really were <laughs> I still want a pair. I've never had them. I've never tried them, but like every once in a while, I'll like look to see like if they're on Amazon and like, I'm very tempted to purchase. Are they? Yeah, you could get them. Okay. I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> yeah, honestly, <laughs> we did this like roller skating event at house of yes for work a couple years ago. And I realized then that like, as much as I love like rollerblading and roller skating growing up, it is really difficult. Like yeah, that was hard, yeah. Laura. It's scary. It's scary to do. And I was the one that put together the event. So obviously like I thought it was going to be such a fun vibe to roller skate. And then we got there and I was like, I can't be doing this. Like there's way too many people. <laughs> the space is too small. The floor is uneven. Like I'm not going to roller skate. <laughs> um, it, it, it's much harder than I remember as a kid. <laughs> right. I, You're I, higher I, the ground now. So the consequences are greater. Yeah, that's true. That's how I felt taking figure skating in college as my gym credit, where Mm. I was just like, I'm too high off the ground. Like my eyes are probably, I don't know, I'm five, nine. So my eyes are probably five, seven. And that's a (laughs) long distance from the ground. (laughs) And like figure skating has the like whole other variable of a sharp blade that I'm constantly thinking about how people could just cut themselves on figure skating blades especially if you were um like in a couple figure skating or something like that I have to say a figure skating outfit was my worst Halloween costume that I ever ever had when I was around American girl age I like was carrying the figure skates trying to wear the figure skates there's like no good option for being on the streets with figure skates like no yeah you're wearing them it's like immediately you realize you made a really bad decision (laughs) oh my god true they're heavy they're bulky they're dangerous dangerous (laughs) oh my goodness So let's get into the American Girl talk of it all. Ruby, what was your earliest memory of American Girl and how were you first introduced? I'm pretty sure I met my first American Girl doll at a friend's house and was obsessed and desperate beyond anything (laughs) to get my hands on one and was just like, probably from that moment on scheming a way to get an American Girl doll, like writing essays, probably, you know, pulling all the stops and being like, I need this. I need this. <laughs> Do you remember if she had a historic doll or was it one of the create your owns? Um, no, I actually remember very vividly what doll she had because she got a look like me doll to look like her. And it was a brunette doll, like she was. Um, her name was Brittany. And 
she had blue <laughs> eyes and for some reason when my time finally came to get an american girl doll uh it was my once in a lifetime truly moment and i chose to get a look like me doll to look like her <laughs> so you got the same doll so as got, Brittany that I looked got, like Brittany I got the same exact doll that looked <laughs> exactly like Brittany in first grade and she was my best friend that got to wear bras and fulfill all of the things that I didn't get to fulfill in first grade and my American Girl doll just happened to look exactly like her which was great until she became my frenemy and then it was not a great situation to have my doll look like her. Just oh my a God. beautiful reminder. Every day, <laughs> a painful reminder. Wait, going back a step, did she know that you got a doll to look like her? It's unclear whether she knew. I mean, the fact that I was blonde and <laughs> looked nothing like her uh, may, have been, may have been clear to her that my doll just looked like her doll. And it had like the bangs and everything. And I don't know how she couldn't have known. <laughs> oh my God. Do you remember what Brittany did to make you frenemies? Honestly, I'm really good at forgetting the bad things that people have done to me. I'm sure it was really, really bad. Because <laughs> I ended up starting the Kill Brittany Club at school. Which oh my I'm God. not proud of. And I did get sent to the principal's office because oh someone found one of my followers' papers in the sandbox that said "Kill Brittany." Oh and my god! Was, I was uh, the leader of the Kill Brittany Club, which I am not proud of the person I was, but I've come a long way. And I'm sorry, Brittany. And yeah, I mean, maybe if I hadn't gotten the American Girl doll to look like her, then the feelings wouldn't have been so like emotionally charged, you know? Right, because I mean? you committed. Yeah, exactly. That is a, that's an investment and a commitment. But how old were you when this was going down? Um, well, let's think. This would have been 2001. First, okay. first grade was like, was our high times. Me and Brittany were like really <laughs> close in first grade. He oh my came God. to the party at full blast. Like everything was great. And then second grade is when I remember uh, getting in trouble for the Kill Britney Club. So something happened between those years. Mm, I really, see. Yeah. I feel like, and Lindsay, I don't know if this is a phenomenon for you, but like, I feel like I had like best friends throughout like my early years, like kindergarten through like fifth grade that I was just like obsessed with like or we were just like obsessed with each other like we just like had like little rituals and routines and like things that we did like like that were I don't know like unique to like our best friendship and then like if the friendship ever broke down it would be like the worst thing to ever happen like I had a friend in the fourth third and fourth grade I think who like people always told us we looked like twins and it was to the point where like we would even like buy matching outfits together so it's like on top of like having this really close friendship where we were like obsessed with each other we also like looked exactly the same I had a really close friend growing up and my mom who's probably listening hi mom talking about Becky her mom and my mom were super close and they would buy us matching outfits like we had probably everything in like the Hannah Anderson catalog and we always matched and we hated it 
absolutely you hated, hated it. it oh yeah, my god even even though we were we were so close we were just like we don't want to be wearing the same thing but that's really cute I'm glad that you both had those kinds of friendships <laughs> well they can backfire <laughs> they can backfire I I feel Did like you I never had like outfits to your dolls no I wanted that so badly I don't think I had I had one outfit that was like four girls that was bitty baby related it was like a cream colored velour dress with like a little white beret hat I need to find a picture of this please Um, find this and I had that and my mom loved it I remember her seeing it in the catalog and like it was love at first sight for her in this outfit which is the only reason why I got it because otherwise I don't think she was like into splurging but I don't think my bitty baby had the same one I think it was just me which kind of like defeats the entire purpose of the (laughs) American girl matching outfits like spring for the bitty baby one if you're gonna get it that's so cute I had a matching pajama set with my American girl Felicity and her I had like the matching set too for the Miss AG the Miss American girl bear And then there was also like a tiny bear version for your doll. So the four of us had the matching pajama, but Ruby, did you ever have any matching clothes in your American doll? Oh my God. I had the one outfit of like that year, like the year that I got it, it was like the American girl dolls all were coming in like this, like almost like a long jean skirt. Mm. And then they had like a gray long sleeved hoodie shirt that was striped with a red vest over it and oh so, my like, god yes that was one that was, one. That was my era girl. yeah she had it too and so I remember like we had a traveling class monkey that like once a year everyone gets to take Milo the monkey home and take it on adventures and then like bring it back like and write in a journal about it and I like put Milo the monkey in the American girl outfit and like took Milo the monkey to the zoo and like on all these adventures in the American girl matching outfit with me. And then oh my God. I remember like I, I got to wear the outfit to school, which was a big deal because we had a dress code. So it was like once a month, there was like a dress down day. And so I wore my American girl outfit on that day. And I was like so excited. But I remember having to go to the bathroom and like getting there and not being able to figure out how to get the skirt off. Like no. being like, being like, oh my God, what's happening? And I just remember like sitting down and peeing through the skirt, like peeing straight through the skirt and being like, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened to me. Like sitting in the bathroom being like, what do I do now? Like, like I just, it was my one day to shine in my American girl outfit with Milo the monkey and matching outfits. And I just peed straight through the skirt in a very major way. Like, not like, oh, I figured it out halfway. Th- no, it was like, oh, it no. was and then I remember like having to like go out and like talk to the parapro, like who was like hanging stuff up on a board in the hallway and being like, this is an emergency situation. I need you to call 911. And then my mom had to like come and bring me like an outfit change while I was like in the hallway, like, like hanging out with the parapro. It was just horrible. <laughs> oh my goodness. That honestly like feels like 
such a relatable story I there's just nothing like being caught in one of those like moments of terror as a kid (laughs) the fact that it was all centered around like this outfit that you loved too on top of everything that outfit was pretty iconic my girl of today doll came in that outfit as well and I remember thinking like this is the peak of like early 2000s fashion right here it was amazing. I remember I also got, uh, I think for my birthday, a bedroom set and it was just like the most incredible thing that's ever happened. And I remember very vividly because what ended up happening, I'm still very ashamed of, but, um, I had a cat that peed on the Daisy rug that came to America. <laughs> and it was like, and it was just like the worst thing ever, because if a cat pees on something, there's no coming back. I remember we like returned it. Oh, girl, like, <laughs> and it worked. Oh, it's like, that's the kind of thing now I look back on and I'm like, that's probably the worst thing you've ever done in your life. It's like, <laughs> like you returned the rug, but I was in first or second grade. So I try not to hold it against myself. No, oh my you definitely shouldn't hold it against yourself. Honestly, they were getting so much money that they could stand to replace a daisy rug. (laughs) Okay, that makes me feel better. (laughs) Was the bedroom set from American Girl? What did it look like? Okay, well, really the only thing burned into my brain is that daisy rug, which was like, it was like a beautiful, beautiful, like pink daisy shape with like a yellow circle in the center. And I think that like the whole thing, everything matched, but really it's like, in my brain, I just see that Daisy rug like spinning like a hundred times and just like closing in on me. It's like, that's like all I remember. Oh no. <laughs> you know, this isn't the first podcast guest that we've had on that has mentioned an incident with cat pee ruining their AG furniture. Oh God. So you're, you're in so good company. okay I got that off my chest (laughs) um I'm pulling out the catalog right now because I feel like there's a picture of this in one of the catalogs that Lindsay got me for my birthday (laughs) and I would love to find it because it was the whole bedroom set was like burned into my brain okay well first of all we have the outfit oh my my god look iconic that was me (laughs) in the hair and everything that is incredible yeah the hair chopsticks were really a vibe yes okay there's not a rug in this picture but there is a bedroom set Okay, so the bedroom set I'm thinking of was for me as a human, not. Oh, I thought you meant for your doll. Oh, oh my god, I'm, I'm actually thinking Ruby. This was this was a life sized human rug that a cat peed on. It was not a oh. six inch square um of yarn. No, this was a human <laughs> set. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Um, noted. Well, I was gonna say because that bedroom set in the American Girl catalog, that's a um, cute one, but no, I think mine is was like four hundred times cuter. Well, that one like live lived rent free in my brain like for years after I laid eyes on it in the catalog. So I was like, <laughs> oh my god, if she had that one, then we need to discuss. So mine was like pink, yellow, and white floral prints. Very mm-hmm. iconic. Love yeah. it. Oh, cute. You know, we've tried to look up the bedroom set with a previous guest, actually our very first guest, Becca, 
had the bedroom set as well. And we couldn't find like any photographic evidence of it. Yeah, we couldn't find like anything tying it back to existence. It was, it was, it felt like a fever dream. (laughs) Right. We'll just have to purchase more catalogs is what we need to do. Absolutely. It's in there somewhere. We actually had someone (laughs) DM us too about an item from AG that they have not found yet. I was hoping it would be in one of the catalogs that I had. Laura, I'll chat with you after this episode to see if you could track it down in one of yours. But Mm. I wish there was like an American Girl catalog from the 80s through the 2000s that showed everything that they've ever had available. Like just an archive. Yeah. Also, another thing we were thinking about was like, the staging of the shoots for the catalog and like what was involved with that like how they were like positioning like the furniture and the dolls within the scenes is just like so artful they're like little dioramas I love that I'm like obsessed I wish that I wish that I could have like been a fly on the wall for like an American Girl catalog shoot (laughs) the dream (laughs) you mentioned that your sister had her Barbie bike So it seems like she had some inclination for dolls. Did she ever get into American Girl? (sighs) Okay, well, she was never really into American Girl. Like my mom describes it that she got a doll, but she didn't necessarily like want it. So my mom was able to sway her into getting a historical doll because my mom thought that was like the only real value in American Girl. It was like the (laughs) historical factor. So my mom got her to get Kirsten and... My mom always talks about how Kirsten, like, had a cat or something. Like, she, like, got a cat for Kirsten. And she's like, your sister only played with the cat. She never played with the doll. And and that's so Iris. Like, she, like, literally convinced her entire third grade class to be cats and dogs. Like, the girls were cats and the boys were dogs. And she got, like, sent to the principal's office because, like, everyone was, like, only meowing. Oh, my God. Only meow. So she, like, had the doll. But she never fully appreciated it. And she at one point put permanent marker on my doll's face. And that is something I'm still working to forgive her for. Do you remember (laughs) why she did that? I don't remember why she did it. I feel like that's the kind of thing that she did when, when I was like not in the room. And then I would find it and I'd be like, why did you do this? And it would be like, she had no answer. Like I would find homework assignments that had been fully completed under the couch in her room. And I'm like, why did you do this? Like I had to redo this entire assignment. Like, why did you take my homework and why is it under your couch? Like, and she just like never gave me an answer. So it's like the permanent Wait. Of face, one of those things. She would take your homework assignments, yes. fill them out with like wrong no. answers. No, no. I had already completed the entire assignment. It would be like, I don't know, in my backpack, ready to go to school the next day. And then I'd get to school and it'd be like, where's my homework? Assignment? I don't know. And then it would be like months and months later after I'd already had to like redo it in my life. No. And I would find it under her couch and be like, I just don't understand. Like, I just Oh my God, Iris. That is so so funny. Yeah. I don't know about the permanent marker. All I know is the last time I was in the AG store in January, I asked them if their hospital could help me with a situation like that. And they said that I would have to get a new head entirely. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. That's Not that's surprising. the thing. Anything with the hair or the face, they just replace the head. It's really scary. <laughs> yeah. So <sighs> but yeah, she had her own doll. She didn't really play with it like she played with the cat. Um, <laughs> wow. We have to, we have to ask this with all all things Kirsten. Did she leave the hair intact in those braids? Um no. <laughs> I feel like I'm like she had braids. I'm like I don't know that the braids were ever intact. Uh I feel like the braids were probably the first thing to come undone. She's also the one that <laughs> cut the tags off of all of my grandparents' beanie babies because oh, no. so, oh my god. Uh, I'm pretty sure the braids are probably the first thing to go. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's a uh, pretty pretty brutal but I mean the thing about the American girl hair is that kids cannot be relied upon to keep the hair intact and I feel like they know this as a company and that's why having like the doll hospital is almost like (laughs) a way for them to just make tons of money because they know that the parents are gonna get upset if the kid takes this doll and like ruins it so they're gonna want to get like replacement parts or whatever at the doll hospital and then they just like yeah exactly like they just like a way for them to like set you up for failure so that you have to have them fix it (laughs) right honestly I mean a smart move on their part yeah it's kind of like you either have to have a super like patient precious child that takes such good care of things which I definitely was not or do absolutely nothing and let the doll be altered with whatever life brings her way. Or you just have to expect to send it to the hospital in the worst case scenario. Yeah, 100%. The hospital remember- is not an option for me though. It's like, yes, that might've been a luxury for many, but for me, it was like, whatever happens, happens. You're gonna have to, <laughs> you're gonna have to live the rest of your life with, with what has happened to you. Whether right. or not you're the one that did it. oh ruby a lesson in acceptance (laughs) is your doll is your doll still in existence today do you still have her honestly that's a good question for my mother who i recently went back to michigan to visit and was looking all over for the doll and was like i don't understand like i don't understand where is she and (laughs) my mom's like i don't think i would have thrown her away i'm like okay, but where is she? Like, yeah. Yeah. I haven't found her. I, I still have about 17% hope that she exists in a way that I will meet her again, which isn't a lot, but I'm holding on to that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because I had the same situation where I'm, I had a few dolls and I'm pretty sure we gave most of them away, but I'm like, grilling my mom all the time I'm like we had to have kept one why wouldn't we have kept one and she's just like I don't know I don't know and so every time I'm home I'm just like rooting through the attic looking how does that happen on accident like I don't understand how you could like forget if you got rid of an American Girl doll it's like that seems like something that you would be like "Ooh, I'm gonna do this and I hope she never asks about it (laughs) right (laughs) Like, a dirty little secret and like that's just not something that you get I'm sorry like right I, my mom's actually coming tomorrow and I'm gonna ask her gonna be like 
I need you to be honest with me. I think we're at a point now where you can tell me the truth and I won't kick you out, but I do need to know what happened to the Yeah. Dog. Yeah. You just, you deserve closure. You just need closure That's on the I situation. <laughs> right. So the past couple of years, my parents have been cleaning out the attic. And as I've said many times on this podcast, it's like my favorite place in the world. I feel like it's a total time capsule. I love going in there. I've saved so many notes and magazines and books and my like whole like childhood is up there. It's so much fun to go through. And a couple of years ago, my dad, and he brings this up often he'll want me to throw away my old stuffed animals. And like the very first time he said that I was like, okay, like we could go to the attic and they're like a couple bags worth of them. I love stuffed animals growing up. And he was like, okay, pick the ones that you want to keep. And then we'll throw the rest out. And I was looking through that. I'm like, I can't throw any of these out. Are you kidding? Like the emotional tie was so strong, even though I have not seen these stuffed animals in, I don't know, 20 years, 25 years. Like I couldn't do it. And they're still up there. And every time I'm home, my dad will say that. Let you keep them there. Yeah. They're still there. Yeah. And that's how I know that my Felicity was somewhere. I finally tracked her down this spring after many uh, visits of looking for her, couldn't find her finally did. But I'm like, I know she's here because they're not throwing away like random stuffed animals. Like she must still be here somewhere. Finding her was just a relief. My search was over. I get so irrationally frustrated when my parents are like trying to throw my old stuff away because a lot of the time it's stuff I'm like, yeah, go ahead. I don't care about it anymore. But sometimes it's stuff I do care about and I want them to keep it. And they're like, well, where are we going to keep this? And it's like, I don't know. In your house in the suburbs, you have room. Like, I don't right. have room for this. So you have to keep it. Like, what do they make? What do they need the room for? Right. I'm like, I think we can get rid of the old baby car seat that I used in 1993. I think that can go and we can make some room for like sentimental things that we should actually keep. Like, it's just <laughs> mind blowing to me like why we would start getting rid of things that still have like sentimental value and not start with getting rid of like old baby stuff. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) Ruby, what about the catalog? Were you really into looking through the catalog when it would come into the mail? Um, Is that something that you were looking forward to receiving? Um, I live for the catalogs. My mom confiscate them before I had access if she got to the mail before I did, which I did not know about till this year. So the catalogs that I did have, I held on to and um, just, you know, that was everything. Right. Were you a circler? I feel like this is like coming up in TikTok lore right now. Like, were you one of the girls that circled everything that you wanted? I think I was. I think I was a circler, but more of like a writing incoherent things and like drawing, uh, you know, X's over eyes that I didn't like. <laughs> and like, like more of like, a, more of like a serial killer circler. Like <laughs> you look at it and you're like, not the choices I would have made, but uh, you do you, you know? So I think there was probably a lot of circling, but maybe some extra scribbling that wouldn't make the most sense now to look back on. Oh my God. It's funny you say that because I just bought a couple catalogs off of eBay from a collection they had in the late nineties called American Girl Gear. 
where it was only the clothing. So a catalog of like 50 pages of clothing only. And the, I haven't even thought about this in, I don't know how many years I forgot that this even existed, but I loved it. And I remember each page very clearly. However, whoever had this um, originally like blacked out all of the eyes, like painted like black lipstick on all of the models yeah, throughout the catalog. <laughs> like it is just torn apart. Like, like you know, like giving piercings in random spots. And just, <laughs> like, I have a vision for this catalog that I feel like they should have known, but they didn't. So I'm gonna- <laughs> <laughs> right. What were some of the things that you wanted? I probably wanted uh, any outfits that were like what you could consider scandalous for the early thousands um like anything that may have been like athletic and showed some stomach uh anything in that world (laughs) skates like I had a real vision for who I wanted to be and like my mom would say that we would go to my great grandma's nursing home and I would in the guest book draw pictures of girls with belly shirts and piercings and roller skates (laughs) and she'd be like oh my god this 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 isn't who we are like you know, this doesn't represent the family I'm so sorry like I'm sorry she did this so I feel like those are the kinds of things that I was um I was into at that time in my life and currently oh, wow my gosh. Were, you, were you into any of the historical items or just the create your own girl of today vibe so nowadays I would be very into the historical vibes. As you know, I sew bonnets and um, that's definitely like a style I'm into. But at the time I was very into fitting in and I really just wanted to like have the things that Brittany had. And that was like my style was like, just look at Brittany. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I wasn't trying to break the mold and be historical because that would not have been very Britney of me. Did you name your doll Britney? Um, I probably did. We talk about this a lot with like the creator. Well, Ashley, like it might have been Ashley too. Like Ashley's were the, there was like three Ashley's that I was also all jealous of. So I feel like it could have been either Britney or Ashley. It could have been either <laughs> Ashley was such a name phenomenon when we were in like I mean I guess like all throughout school but I remember specifically in middle school being so mad that my name wasn't Ashley and it's like well my parents gave me like a beautiful timeless name that now I'm so grateful for and not like a really like trendy name but I was obsessed with the name Ashley and I would write it and spell it all different ways because you know how you could spell it like EY or like Ashley Simpson with two E's or a little L-E-I-G-H situation as well (laughs) so I wanted that to be my name more than anything in the world for a period of time and I'm sure that my girl of today tried on that name a few times yeah right I mean you kind of just want them to have a name that you would find on the green of rice uh, at the park. you know what I mean? <laughs> that's all we're looking for it's like you all you want is a name that you can find the license plate for your bike mm-hmm. for. yes like, Lindsay did you ever wish your name was something else when you were like middle school age oh absolutely I remember I always 
wanted my name to be my middle name, Elizabeth. I thought it was just very distinguished and regal. And Mm -hmm. I remember I was in first or second grade and maybe my mom or my dad said, yes, you could change your name to Elizabeth if you could spell it. (laughs) And at that point I was like, no, I I don't know. I can't, I can't, I don't know what this is. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh my God. I think it's so interesting. Like the identity crisis as we go through as kids, like wanting to fit in and wanting to stand out. So like, you know, wanting to be named Ashley was like big wanting to fit in vibes for me. Right. But then like Lindsay, you like, I feel like switching to Elizabeth is like, you wanted to stand out a little bit from the other kids with like their basic name. Right. I had another Lindsay in my class. It wasn't that common, but we didn't have any Elizabeths. Ruby, what about you? Because your name is so unique, but is becoming more popular now. Did you know other Rubies growing up? I did not know other Rubies until I think I was in high school. And then I met another Ruby June in my town and it was a little bit weird I'm gonna be honest because our parents were like in the same friend group and so I think I already existed when this Ruby June was being conceived (laughs) conceived. (laughs) and so I feel that the mother may have seen me at a play date and been like I'm going to take that for my child in my stomach. Oh my God. And so I, I did meet another Ruby June, but it, it just doesn't feel like a pure accident, if that makes sense. Yeah. I didn't like the name because I couldn't find it uh, anywhere, except I did find it on a license plate on a family trip to California. And that was the moment that I was like, I'm going to live in California. These are my people. And that's my California Ruby license plate on my bike for like all through high school. Oh my gosh. Love that. That's so iconic. (laughs) Seriously. You know, not to like completely go off on a name tangent, but this is kind of making me think about around the time that I was getting my Samantha doll, there was actually a lot of girls named Samantha around my age. Think about the name Samantha. That's probably contributed to that doll's popularity too. Like I feel like she was the one that everybody had, but the name Samantha feels so old fashioned. And I went to school with like a million like Sams or Sammies. And like now (laughs) I just think how crazy would it be if you knew someone that named their baby Samantha today? I think I'm going to do it. I feel like it would just, please, Laura. I feel like it would just be like so out of left field. I don't know. Like it feels so, I don't know. Like we forgot about that one. (laughs) Oh my God. If you name your future baby an American girl doll name. Yeah. That would be incredible. I mean, I think that there's a large potential that I would do that. I would do that. (laughs) So Ruby, you mentioned that you went to the American girl store with your mother, which we actually have a voice recording of that you filmed while you were in the store, which we are going to add to this episode. Uh, So everyone stay tuned to hear of the moment reporting, but Ruby, what was it like going into the American girl store? Because I believe you said that was your first time there. Okay, so it was not my personal first time there because I had managed to swindle my way with other families into the American Girl store. (laughs) However, it was my first time with my mother because she had never 
she had never wanted to go with me to the American Girl store. And so it was a very much of like a full circle moment with my mom because I I actually had hired her uh, to be my assistant on a job. So I was kind of like, you know, uh, I'm paying you. So you have to come with me to the American Girl <laughs> Like you're, you're on my watch now and like um, I'm buying you dinner. And so you're going to come to the American Girl store with me. So we went to the American Girl store and it was, it was the most beautiful experience aside from the fact that my mom is way more into baby dolls than American Girl dolls. And she kind of was like, she didn't really get super jazzed until the very end when we saw the baby dolls. Mm. And then like, she's like, I want to go. I'm, t- I'm tired of being at the American Girl store. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I guess we'll leave. And then we walked past the bitty babies or whatever. And she was like, babies Mm -hmm. little hands like she was like getting all excited about the baby (laughs) and I was like okay it's time to go yeah maybe seem to have that effect but there's some crazy new stuff there like like I saw a llama corn at the store I don't know if you guys are a llama unicorn yeah there was a carriage that was being led by a llama corn that was driving the dolls around like what I mean, the things that I saw at the store were mind blowing. (laughs) Oh my God. That's surprising. What were, what were some of the things that you were most drawn to when you were there? Um, I really loved the wheelchairs, uh, Mm -hmm. the dolls were in. I thought that was just mechanically beautiful to see a tiny wheelchair like that. I loved, I love the dolls that had lots going on like the flight attendant dolls and like the setups that they had where there was like you could see the clouds and like their suitcases and like you could like look at the food that they chose to put on the tray and something about that like the choices that they make down to the tiny details like the new 70s doll has like a pet rock and just the, the tiny details are what like really kind of like drew me in these little worlds like the the things that they thought were important Yeah, that was such a fun part of Lindsay and I going there too. And we were really captivated by like the miniature food items. I think (laughs) we walked by Rebecca, who is, I believe, from the 1910s and she's Jewish and they had a mini hala. It was just like the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like buy the hala like on its own. Like, could you go in and just purchase the tiny hala and take it home with you and put it in your purse? Yes. So you, you could purchase, um, the like little like food, like arrangement that the hala was part of, but also I recently saw on Instagram, someone that we follow got one of these little mystery packs of minis, which Lindsay also purchased when we were at the store and the mini hala was in there. Wow. It was in there. Oh my goodness. Was that the Hanukkah set? Yes, but it was like it was just part of a like a mystery pack that had a mystery. All, yeah, yeah, but it had all Hanukkah items in it. I think. Oh my God, Ruby! I did a live opening of my mystery pack on the podcast, and it was so disappointing. Like, I <laughs> love, I love a mystery item. I was so excited to see them at the store, and 
what I received was just such a letdown. I received like a tea kettle and like big white mugs with the American girl, like floral logo. Like it was nothing exciting at all. I really wanted like a tiny food item. And what I got was just like, nah, like just one so tiny mess. item would have been enough for you. Like just, yeah, totally item. a little cookie, literally anything. And it was just like a tiny mug and tea kettle. And it wasn't cute. It wasn't like, um, like of a historic era or anything like the tea kettle was just like a pink plastic. No, thing. like it was not fun. No joy was wow. had. I'm so sorry. I learned big letdown. Big letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I love the idea though, that, you know, you'd get a mystery pack and like keep wanting yeah. to get good stuff. So you keep buying them. So I, I like the principle of it, but that one was just too much of a letdown. I don't like right? the mystery concept. I don't want <laughs> to be surprised. I like looking through things and I know exactly what I want. And then mm-hmm. I think about it for like a week and then I come back and I like, I want that. I don't want someone to tell me what to want. I already know what mm-hmm. I want. I want the holla. I don't want. I think that holla is in my future at some point for sure. (laughs) I wish I had that mentality, Ruby, because too often (laughs) I am like suckered into a mystery pack where it's like if I just bought the thing that I wanted originally, yes, I would have had a better experience. But like, I I know exactly what I want. Anything a mystery. The moment I see something, it's like I know immediately if it's for me or not <laughs> I don't I don't need a mystery to I don't need to waste my time on mysteries I know what I want <laughs> oh my gosh Ruby was there anything when you were at the American Girl store that you were like I could almost take this home today there was an indigenous doll that just like felt like she had wisdom and like she felt like the kind of doll that I would talk to on a regular mm. basis like she would have a spot, she would have a spot with her teepee and her horse in my house that was sacred. And some people like have altars with crystals and stuff, but like I would have that doll with her entire setup. And like I would come to her and ask her questions if I had her, because I just know that like she would give me the answers that I needed. I believe you're talking about Kaya. And yeah. that was the last American girl doll that I got. Um, wow. Yeah, it was the last one I got and my dad had to put together her little teepee dwelling which was traumatic for him because there was a lot <laughs> of assembly involved but yeah, I remember loving that doll. It's actually one of the ones I'm hoping maybe my family kept because it was relatively new by the I time I was that one. Like it's I don't think yeah. could, I don't emotionally spiritually holding her I don't know that a human could get rid of her, if you know what I mean. She has she also, like, just the most gorgeous apparel. Like, it's so well made. Her original outfit that I had that she came in was, like, real suede. It was just really well made. I'm obsessed with her gorgeous braids as well. I never took those out. Those stayed intact. So, yeah, I I understand the the magic behind that one for sure. I love that you connected to that one. They had like a little setup for her in the New York store as well, but most of the 
most of the like visuals in the New York store, I would say, were around the 70s doll, Julie, and the 80s doll, Courtney, which was like weird because I don't even consider those to be like historical time periods <laughs> yet, but I suppose they are. <laughs> right. And so much of the store was dedicated to them. Like maybe like two thirds of the top half was dedicated to those two. It was wow, pretty wild. Um, Ruby, when you were with your mother, did you learn anything new about either her experience with American Girl or yours? Or like, did any memories come back for you both? I think it really became clear to me that my mom, she wanted me to be into baby dolls or into historical smart girl things to be into. And like, I was just born knowing what I want. And like, when I was three years old, she says the first thing I wished upon a star for was makeup. And she was horrified because she was like this hippie woman who was like trying to like make sure I didn't know makeup existed. <laughs> and I just was born knowing about it and wanting it and obsessed with Barbie and American Girl dolls. And she didn't want me to even know about Barbie. And on a hundredth day of school in first grade, I brought in a hundred Barbies. I just like, oh my God. I, I, I brought in all 100. Like, they were like, bring in 100 items. People are like, bringing in 100 marshmallows and like 100 toothpicks. And I was like, no, I am going to bring in 100 Barbie dolls. And I did. And so she, at the American Girl store, it was clear that like, she only wanted me to want it for the historical purposes. Yeah. And, and it was just like, that's just, I mean, that is who I am in some ways now, but it wasn't who I was. And, and there was like the clashing was, was you could feel us clashing in the store, but also (laughs) like understanding each other. So it was just this like very interesting conversation of like, she's into it. I'm into it. She's not as into it. So she goes to the bathroom three times or whatever. (laughs) It's like, I just like it, it, like everything that we had experienced for all those years was condensed into this like 30 minute experience (laughs) and you can feel all of the emotions all of the drama all of the questions it's all in that conversation and so listening back to it it just it validates a lot of things for me wow Mm. well we can't wait to hear this recording. Thank you so much for sharing this with our AGW listeners. I think that's such an interesting dynamic to hear and we can't wait to hear the whole conversation. Thank you. So excited. But before we get into that, Ruby, we ask this of all of our guests on the podcast and would love to hear it from you. What lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? The most impressionable thing that American Girl left me with is it has to do with the caring and keeping you. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of this book. Oh, we're aware. (laughs) uh, This book was really my only form of sex education because (laughs) no one else ever said anything to me. Uh, I didn't, I went to a charter school, so there was no information available. And I just remember vividly seeing a page of girls changing into bras in a changing room and all the different body types and being like whoa those are boobs and then flipping the page and I just remember like I can see it like burned into my brain 
this might be getting into PG-13 territory, but like <laughs> it was like a girl sitting on the toilet, like putting a tampon in. To me, I was like, how is that going to fit? What's going to happen? Like, but the illustration was everything I had to base the rest of my life on. And so I, I like would look at that book every day and just think like, is this in my future? Like, is this what's going to happen to me? And if it is, it's going to be okay because these girls have very calm expressions. They seem very okay with what's happening. And so I feel like for me, that was the most impactful moment in my American girl history. Wow. I mean, we are both big fans of that book. We grew up with that book as well. And I think that you really hit the nail on the head with just exactly how every girl feels looking at that book, especially because if you have that book, there's probably a conversation that's not happening. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, like you are being tasked to figure out yourself. So right. <laughs> but the book is like your treasure map and your guide to life. Right. <laughs> it's, all you have. it's all you have literally um so I think that we can totally relate and yeah so glad that that book exists and I'm so glad that there are so many people who benefited from it because yeah like I don't think that there was anything else out there during that time that you could compare that book to I think it was very unique and first of its kind so I'm happy it exists too. Do you yeah. still have your copy? Um, that's another question I'll ask my mom tomorrow. <laughs> but honestly, I have the copy in my brain, like so like hardcover in my brain right now that I'm like flipping through the pages. And like, I can, I know exactly what hair color each person has. Like I know the details very well. Yeah, no, it's like something that you just get burned into your brain after a while there's not a single page anybody has brought up in conversation that I can't picture I feel like right and I like that they made it very like positive and not fear-based it seemed to be overall like very light-hearted but yeah I feel like that book must have been a number one selling item for them I would love to know how many copies have been sold like year to date. <laughs> right. Oh my God. Honestly. Well, Ruby, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us today on AGW. You are such a delight and you really shared such a unique story or story is today on the podcast. And we can't wait to hear your journey into the AG store with your mother but before we get into that, where can everybody find you after this? So on Instagram, yeah, you can find me at Ruby June, my name. Wonderful. And uh, in real life, if I see you, you know, give a holler. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Ruby. It was so fun to chat today. Thanks for coming on. And now here is the recording of when Ruby and her mom went to the American Girl store together earlier this year. Enjoy. Okay, we're at the American Girl store with my mom. Yeah, man. This is our first time here because my mom would never, never wanted to go with me before because it was, why didn't you want to go? Uh, because I didn't want you to go crazy and want to buy everything in sight. <laughs> well, it's happening. Uh, we we see a doll in her first class airplane seat. It just looks like luxury. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and we have we see another one that says more on her T-shirt, which is pretty much what I was afraid would happen to Ruby. She just want more and more. More is so more. Many cute accessories and expensive. Oh my God, things. I can't stop taking pictures. And there's another one that makes me think of her sister, who is a little outdoorsy girl. But Where is she? Iris never wanted her dolly. She just liked the dog that came with it. Oh, and this one I has like a dog. That. Yeah, so this one is kind of like her because it's a nature girl with hiking boots on. Wow, their marshmallows look so unappetizing. That's true. I thought those were like gauze pads or something. I think those are gauze pads. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's probably supposed to be her marshmallows for the campfire. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't have a fire, though. So it's a little bit odd. They're not really that outdoorsy, honestly. But, oh, look, this is kind of similar to the one about taking care of yourself. The, the happiest view. Oh, the, we had the keeping and caring of you. Yeah, yeah. okay. And that's oh. going to be so Wait, so kinder. did Iris get a dog? They even have something for okay. people who are ADD. Distraction so, and action. Where am I? Oh, right here. Yes, I did feed ginger snap my big toe itches uh, so that's kind of funny training so your brain train your brain so you don't get distracted too much so iris got a dog well actually it might have been a cat that came with uh, the dolly and it was really small not that important but and very inexpensive compared to the doll but she never played with the doll she only played with a little kitty cat and why did she put permanent marker on my doll because you, uh, you like yeah it too thank much. you <laughs> She did it on purpose because I liked it too much? I don't know. You never know why kids do stuff, honestly. It might have been a complete accident. I doubt it. What is... This is not an American Girl doll. This What's a Willy Wisher? That's like in between Barbie and American No, Girl. those are like fairies. Oh. Those are Wearing mythical. Them. I think they look kind of fun. Oh, and I like that little llama that comes with it over there. That's kind of cute. a llama unicorn. Okay. Llama unicorn. What do they call it? They call it a magical llama corn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they even have little boots. Oh, it, you know why? They needed it to be um, a unicorn, part unicorn, so that it could pull them in their carriage. Oh. If it was just a llama, you couldn't expect that to carry you. Oh, here's the historical section. Yeah, this is what she, I really wanted Ruby to get. If she was going to get a doll, I didn't want her to get one of those contemporary dolls, which she wanted. But why didn't you want that? Because I wanted it to be an educational experience, not just about collecting stuff. And so I wanted you to learn and read and get the Kirsten one so you could learn about your heritage. Did you just want me to get the Kirsten one because she looked like you? No, she's from your past because I think she's Swedish. And so you have a little bit of Swedish in you. Okay, well, we got to find Kirsten to find out because you were able to convince Iris to get Kirsten. You should have just let me get two dolls. You're a doll that looks like your best friend and try to look like her. I feel like they're phasing out the historical ones because we've seen like uh, ice skaters, we've seen colored hair, like there's like a tiny section for historical. I see Kit, I see Addie. She's probably new. She looks she looks really fancy, Rebecca. My time period, Julie, 1974. Oh my gosh, I feel so old. Is that you? That's like when I was um, seven, seven years old. So that would have been you. Yeah, kind of. But you wouldn't have been playing basketball. No, that was when I think basketball was just becoming a thing that uh, for girls to be able to play. But 
I was never that coordinated, so. She's pretty cute. She is. I like her ponytails. I can't tell what color ice she has. I'm looking deep into them, and they look, uh, I don't know, undecided. Okay, and then Courtney looks new. She's got a dude. Why? What is I'm bright and sunny on the outside, but on the inside, I'm a real fighter. Do you think that's you? Look at her. She's really artsy there. See you like wearing that, that? Maybe. When I was a kid, I like had like a, a jean jacket that had like a peace sign on it. So that kind of makes me think of Did that. You, you had a pet rock too, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was really into pet rock. Oh my gosh, An she has a ball? pet rock, a magic eight ball, and, and a lava and lamp. I, and I had a mood ring. Oh my gosh. Oh my yes. gosh. Are you Julie? I'm Julie. I'm totally Julie. Did you leave cookies out for Santa too? I didn't. Sorry, Santa. Did you have a pet rabbit with carrots? Um, uh, we had guinea pigs and they ate all our vegetables. Did you make lists uh, about your crushes? I always did that. I put stars by my favorite she did that too and i was into really into horses and she has a thing called did seasons you do, of ponies oh, seasons of ponies yeah this is it maybe. you were julie i was maybe you would have been excited about american girl dolls if julie had been around i don't know i wasn't as into um dolls like that i was into baby dolls we still haven't found kirsten nope, there's eddie samantha there's josephina and samantha this one looks really cool who is she melody Oh my gosh, she's 1964. She's really grandma, cute. Maybe. Look at her hair. Do you think Kirsten's over here? No, she's not. No, she's not. You don't have Kirsten? What happened to her? They, I mean, they, they just discontinued, but they had did like a remake and they had like all the, you know, kind yeah. of brought back, but then they, once they sold, they, yeah. I like the old historical ones myself. Okay, so I did too, but yeah. she never wanted them when she was little. Oh, really? And so she's probably when this change started happening, because I'm uh -huh. like, come on, you gotta read these books, these are so cool. Yeah. She wanted the contemporary doll, though. Yeah. So it must be that old Are there kids, still look-like-me yeah. dolls? Are those out yeah. there, too? Yeah, the truly me, they're right in the middle, yeah. Okay. I noticed mm -hmm. most of them don't have bangs. Do you have any that have bangs? We do have a couple. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, Samantha still has bangs. Yeah, she has bangs. Yeah. But, yeah, we have a couple with bangs. Okay. Yeah. And do you have the doll hospital here? Well, we don't have it here, but you can leave your doll and we send it out. To, to, the, the, to the hospital. But there's no, like, hospital operating room here? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. We just have the salon and the bistro here. And the what store. do they do in, in the salon? They're doing Oh, they're doing the hair? Yeah, they do hair. They can have their ears pierced. They can have a spa bath. They can get their nails. Really? Oh, can yeah. they take permanent they marker have, off the um, faces? I don't know if it, if the permanent marker will come off. Yeah, I that, tried for, uh, for years. Yeah. I couldn't get that off. No, yeah, but they don't. But yeah, they can. They do a lot back there. So even oh. a spa treatment won't Probably remove won't permanent marker out. off no. the face. Might have to get a new head for that. A new head? <laughs> oh my gosh. A new head for that. <laughs> At that. Can you even buy a new head or do you need a whole They'll doll? send it to the hospital to get a new head. Okay. Yeah. But the reason why some people will like get a new head versus like three, say if it's one that has the original with the strings, because you know now they don't do them with the oh, strings. Oh, they don't do strings. No, it's like a plastic thing in there now, so they don't have the string. Oh. So if somebody wants to keep that originality of yeah. it, then they would probably prefer to get a you know a new head that okay. way versus you know a whole new doll. That's true, because you've experienced yeah. so much with your doll. I mean, yeah. even giving giving her a new head is a big deal. Yeah. So that could be a reason why somebody would want to do that versus getting a whole new doll. Yeah. Do you have your own dolls? 
well, they're my daughters. Okay. But I'm like Kaya and Josefina oh, yeah. and um, Addie. Oh, I those say are they're mine, but they're not mine. They're hers, but I always say, those are mine. <laughs> so she doesn't go crazy and like lose them or something? Oh, no. She's 14 now. Okay. And we got her her first girl when she was five. Okay. And she has like 84 or 85 Eight, now. 84 dolls? Mm-hmm. 80, 84? Mm-hmm. Where, where do they live? Do they have in their the own basement? room? Our, one whole half of our basement is just all-American girl. Oh, my gosh. So now that she finally, because she just turned 14 in November, and she said, I think I'm done playing with them. So we're going to start, like, you know, boxing them and what she wants to keep and put them in the attic 84 dolls? You could start a museum. I know. Yeah, a lot. And she has so many accessories and you know things to wow matching beds outfits and everything it's like oh but yeah i love it i'm just imagining your 84 dolls <laughs> here's kaya and we oh, have the tent. Wow. we have everything to go with her the hearts we have everything i just got so chills I have it like in this corner and it's just so it's just like ah you have the horse yes i have every i have everything oh. all the all oh the animals, my gosh all the food we have everything to kaya and it's just all in her little section in the corner and it's just so does she have any matching outfits to Kaya no, that would be so no, cute yeah no she doesn't but we have all the outfits and everything that and she's just cool. like in pristine just like that in yeah. condition oh my gosh yeah she's one of my favorites she's her so cool. and Addie I just like love yeah. Even their, her expression looks different. Something about her no expression. Teeth. No, no teeth. teeth. You're right. She doesn't <laughs> no have teeth. teeth. Maybe that's it. No, she does, hasn't she? I mean, just her skin she's is relaxed. just like, it just looks so soft. real. So, yeah, so soft and real. Yeah. She's just like, this is this plus to be. Right, exactly. She's got yeah. personality and like wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like you can see it in the doll. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That's like one of my favorites. Right Thank there. you for showing yeah. us. I think she might be my favorite too. I don't think we would have even seen her if you hadn't uh -huh. pointed her out. Yeah. Let's go look at the diner and then we can call it. Okay, good. You're getting a little American grilled out. You've reached your capacity. Oh, well, that one's really cute too with the red hair. I mean, I could stay probably for like hours, but I don't want you to be like to overdo it and then have you never want to come again. Do you mind if I take a picture? Oh, you're fine. Okay, thank you. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Beautiful work. Such silky hair. Mm -hmm. Did you style it? Um, I didn't style this one. Um, someone here probably did, though. Um, I love it. This is Camille's fancy style. Wow. super cute. So beautiful. Thank you. Of course. All right. Oh, there's your baby dolls. I they know. do have babies. I do. I love these babies over here. Are you more drawn to the bitty babies? Yeah. Do you need more time here? No. Okay, but let's go. This is what I love. You love the bitty baby. Yeah. Oh, it's eyes. Oh. It's sleeping. You just woke it. Yeah. And then they have a little car seat. I just love all that. Yeah, it doesn't really speak to me. Things and Looking at all this baby stuff, I'm kind of ready to go. <laughs> yeah, good place to end. All right. Bye.
Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.